Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast, coming up. And my favorite way to use lavender for a full body experience is in an Epsom salt bath. So my preferred recipe is two cups of Epsom salt, one cup of baking soda, which is alkalizing. And then you only need a small amount. I literally use maybe a drop or two, but what's important is I use the bathtub as a mixing bowl and mix in the lavender into the salt and Epsom salt before adding the water um, because then it doesn't float on top. But there's something about the heat which opens the pores, you know, our skin is our largest organ, and then the magnesium, which is relaxing. I feel like it carries it into the system in a different way. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Hi and welcome back to this week's episode of the Face Yoga Expert podcast and this week we are talking essential oils. I have a wonderful guest, her name is Jodie Sterner-Cohen and she is a best-selling author, an award-winning journalist and a nutritional practitioner and she overcame her own health issues and personal issues using essential oils and she's incredibly passionate about it both from a personal point of view but also also from a professional point of view as well. And her new book has just launched and she talks us through a little bit about that. She also tells us how to use essential oils, how we should be including them in our routine. She talks about some of the key oils we should be using day to day and also talks so beautifully and so eloquently about how we can use essential oils for reducing stress, helping our adrenals and helping us to get more into that parasympathetic nervous system state. So it's such an interesting podcast. I know you are going to love it. It's the perfect combination of holistic healing and science. And before we get into this week's episode, I want to tell you a little bit about my favourite oil, which is the Fusion by Danielle Collins Prolift Facial Moisturising Serum. Now, I know many of you are already a fan of this amazing moisturising serum, which is perfect to use with face yoga. It's not too oily, so it's not like an oil that you apply, you do your massage and then you have to wipe off because it's too heavy for the skin or it blocks the pores. But it's also moisturising enough to be left on all day or all evening and you don't need to even add a cream on top if you don't want to. Some people choose to depending on their skin type or whether where they live in the world, the weather conditions, lots of things that affect our skin. But many, many people just use it as their one product to use twice a day. It's all certified organic by the Soil Association and it contains so many high performing botanical seed oils. In fact, that's all there is in it. 
it. So there's no water, nothing bulking it out, nothing filling it out, no chemicals. You've got apricot kernel oil in there, evening primrose oil. You've got lavender, carrot oil, green tea extract. It is so beautiful for the skin. And the wonderful thing about it, it's got those molecules which are small enough to get into the dermis, that middle layer of skin where the collagen, elastin, connective tissue lie. So you're really getting those results. It also smells beautiful as well. So you only need a few drops per day. You can get this at faceyogaexpert.com slash shop and all the information is on there as well. So let's get into this week's episode with the wonderful Jodie talking us through essential oils. Jodie, thank you so much for being a guest on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you today? I, I actually just came from yoga, so I'm great. You're super relaxed and I know it's really early with you. So thank you for doing such an early podcast. I know my listeners are so excited to hear all of your knowledge and wisdom today. Wonderful. I'm, I'm excited as well. Well, we're going to be talking essential oils. We're also going to be talking wellness in general. And I'd love to start just by taking it really back to basics for anyone that doesn't really know what essential oils are or maybe knows what they are, but maybe doesn't know sort of how to use them or what the benefits are in general. So maybe if we start taking it really back to basics and you could explain a little bit about that to us. Absolutely. So essential oils are really the concentrated essences of plants. Think herbs, citrus fruits, flowers, tree barks, and they're distilled in a very natural way. It's very farm to table, you know, like lavender is picked and immediately put in a distiller, which is really just a huge pot of boiling water, you know, and the steam rises and then the um, water goes in one channel and the oil evaporates off in the other channel. And it's that clean and simple, you know, and what most people may not realize is that over 50% of the pharmaceutical drugs that were approved in the last 30 years are all derived from plants. Aspen comes from white willow bark, Valium comes from valerian root. So we know that plants have medicinal properties and oils just offer a channel other than swallowing pills. You know, they can be assimilated by inhalation and get directly into the brain. You can topically apply them like you might a hormonal cream or a nicotine patch. And they either get into the bloodstream or stimulate a reflex point that then has kind of a full body effect. Wow, they're just absolutely amazing. And I know that you use them a lot in your personal life. I, in a moment, I'd like you to talk us through exactly how we can use them, particularly for reducing stress. But I know that you use them a lot for yourself. And you didn't always have this career, did you? Am I right in thinking you used to be a journalist? I Yeah, I've done many things. You know, I think necessity is the mother of invention. I've had a couple of rock bottoms. And in my first rock bottom moment, I had kind of survived something incredibly stressful. And when you're under stress, your body releases uh, chemicals, cortisol and adrenaline to kind of give you energy to sustain through the stress. And then when the stress is over, uh, if you've been deficit spending in those areas, it's almost like you've run out of gas and you just, for me, I could barely get out of bed. I had no mental capacity and I tried everything I could think of. 
I was ingesting all the right herbs. I even tried pharmaceutical drugs, which because I'm a slow methylator, which means my liver doesn't necessarily get rid of things as quickly as it should, that actually made me feel worse. And I was getting uh, just so desperate that I was willing to try anything. And I had a great friend who um, pointed out that when you're high, high stress, high cortisol, that kind of causes your whole body to be inflamed, including your intestines, where you're supposed to be assimilating um, remedies. And when your intestines are really inflamed, the good things don't really get in. And so she was saying, you know, you might think of it as, as a backdoor entrance, like through the skin, through inhalation. And that made sense to me. And I, you know, I figured, why not? I've tried everything else. And I had been working in nutrition for uh, a couple of years at that point and had a super efficient technique for kind of determining if a remedy would be helpful or not. So I employed that technique and kind of found that there, there were some oils that were going to help my adrenals, uh, but it turned out there were five of them, which was confusing to me because usually this, um, it's called muscle testing, this technique yielded like one. And so then I realized, oh, wait a minute, they're, they're liquid. I can combine them. Like I can make my own little cocktail. So mm. I literally grabbed a shot glass from my kitchen and tested each individual oil to figure out how many drops and put them on my low back, which is a reflex point for the adrenals and had my first moment of, oh, I feel like me. Oh, I, I could clean the house. Oh, I could go running. Oh, I can go to the supermarket. You know, all the things that normal people do. But when you're so exhausted that everything feels overwhelming, like I couldn't even answer the phone. That is such a powerful story. Now, I know that everyone will want to know which five oils were you using? And are they ones which you would recommend for everybody? Or are they ones which were particularly suited to you? Because I know you mentioned about the muscle testing, which I guess is a, a kinesiology technique. So tell us a little bit more about the, those five oils. What's interesting, I want to answer your first question first. Mm. That was kind of what I accidentally hit upon, that while everyone's different, everyone's adrenal glands, it's like we're all derived from the same blueprint. Mm -hmm. So everyone's adrenal glands have kind of the same uh, healthy uh, blueprint. And so what I was doing with the oils was matching the healthy blueprint of healthy adrenal glands. And so kind of like if you're trying to teach a child to swim, what do you do? You give them water wings. You kind of help them feel, help their body feel or training wheels. It kind of puts the body into balance and shows it what it's supposed to feel like. And then at a certain point, the body remembers, oh yeah, this is what balance is and you don't need the training wheels anymore and you don't need the water wings. So this combination, and I do share all of the recipes in the book, um, but it's cinnamon, manuka, rosemary, thyme, and galbanum. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And how did you make that up? Did you make it as something which is suitable to rub on skin? Because I know, yeah. obviously, with certain essential oils, you can't put them directly onto the skin if they're undiluted. So obviously, you were making this formula, which was, was skin friendly, I guess. 
Well, I do. I mean, what's interesting about the book is I've noticed there, there are kind of two types of customers. There's the customer that has been using essential oils for a long time. They've got a lot of oils at home and they just want the recipes and they're super comfortable blending them themselves. And then there are the people that are a little afraid to do it wrong. And so they just want a ready-made solution, which is what I offer on my website, vibrantblueoils.com. But yeah, I, I give the recipe. And then dilution is an interesting thing because sometimes with oils that are kind of designed to stimulate nerves, you don't want to over dilute. Dilution is really designed for protection. So like this blend in particular contains oils that are considered hot, you know, like cinnamon's really hot, which means that if you were to test a sample on the inside of your arm, it might actually make the skin feel warm. It might make it look red. So you just need to be careful with hot oils and, and do dilute. And it's a little bit like I, I tell people start, you know, start with a lot of dilution and then kind of work back from there so that you don't wind up in a place where you're uh, causing redness on your skin. Absolutely. And obviously, you've used these essential oils for your own healing and stress reduction. And I know you've helped many, many people do the same thing. I would love you to talk us through a little bit about the link between essential oils and reducing stress, how this links to our parasympathetic healing state, because I know this is an area of particular interest for you. I have been obsessed with the parasympathetic state for probably two decades. I've been practicing yoga for over 20 years. And I would always wonder, why do I feel so much better in Shavasana? Like it always works, mm -hmm. always works. Yes. And there are very few things that I think always work. And so I started doing some research and it gets down to um, the vagus nerve, which is the longest nerve in the body that most people have never heard of. So our autonomic nervous system controls our automatic functions, our breathing, our heart rate, our digestion, our detoxification, our immunity, our ability to anti-inflame, all these things that the body does without conscious thought. And, you know, it's designed to keep us alive, which means that it has different speeds, just like your car. You know, there are times when you need to really accelerate and there are times when you need to slow down. So if you anticipate danger, be it like a, a physical danger, like a, a car that might hit you, someone walking down the street that doesn't see you, or an anticipatory stress, you know, psychological stress, like you're worried that you might lose your job, you're worried about your finances, you're worried about a relationship, you're worried about your health. Both of those, any kind of potential danger, even anticipatory dangers, cause, you know, the body to kind of shift into what's known as the sympathetic branch of the nervous system. This is the fight or flight branch where all of your resources are allocated to surviving danger. You know, so your blood is routed away from your organs of digestion and detoxification. You're kind of flooded with those stress hormones that give you that emergency energy. Your heartbeat accelerates, your breathing, you know, accelerates because you need glucose in the blood and oxygen to really fuel your survival. And then what's supposed to happen? So this is the stress state. Like anyone who is kind of feeling anxious, overwhelmed, stressed out, their nervous system is stuck in that fight or flight sympathetic gear. And what's supposed to happen, you know, think of a car situation, you know, you're driving, someone's changing into your lane, they don't see you, you honk, you break, you don't die, and then you go back to normal. When you're able to rest, repair and recover, that's the parasympathetic branch of the nervous system. That's what you turn on with yoga 
because the on-off switch between these two branches of the nervous system is your vagus nerve. I mentioned it's the longest nerve in the body. It's really the communication highway between the brain to the body and the body to the brain. So super quick anatomy lesson. It starts at the base of the brain, back of the neck, splits, winds around both sides behind your earlobe. If you just feel right behind your earlobe right now, you'll feel a bone. That is your mastoid bone. That is where the vagus nerve is both the thickest and the most accessible to the surface. It then winds through your jaw, your face, your heart, your lungs, uh, every organ of digestion and detoxification. And anywhere that it's like touching an organ, if you stimulate that organ, like deep breathing exercises, then you kind of stimulate the vagus nerve and shift into parasympathetic. This is what you're doing in yoga. When you're breathing, when you're kind of twisting your body, you're basically stimulating the vagus nerve. And um, anyone who does yoga knows this, but it can be challenging to stimulate the vagus nerve. So that was kind of, I, I was really successful at making blends for like supporting the adrenals, supporting detoxification with the liver and gallbladder, supporting sleep. But I, the vagus nerve kept stumping me. I kept thinking, oh, it's relaxing. I should use a relaxing oil like lavender or chamomile. And right around this time, this was in 2012, there was some research that came out from a New York neuroscientist named Kevin Tracy. He was doing a surgical implant, a pacemaker-like device, kind of right behind the earlobe on that mastoid bone where you felt earlier, and using it to stimulate the vagus nerve. And he was getting phenomenal results. So good, in fact, that the FDA in the U.S. approved it for epilepsy, depression, and migraines. And somehow when I heard he was stimulating this nerve, a light bulb went off. And I thought, oh, I've been trying to sedate the nerve. I need to stimulate it. And that opened up a whole new channel of stimulatory oils. So what's fabulous about blends, as, as your audience probably knows, is that you can kind of combine the best of both things. You know, like if you have a, a friend, you know, a couple friend and one is really good at math and, you know, one is really good at English and the kid's good at both. You get the, the beauty, the, the best of both of them. So clove is super stimulatory and has some amazing constituents that um, called eugenol that have a lot of other value for this application point. And then lime has really small molecules. So by combining them, you get a super stimulatory oil with very small molecules, which means you can use it like an acupuncture needle on that point behind the mastoid bone, which literally gear shifts you into parasympathetic and you feel less stress immediately. You don't need to change anything in the world around you. You're just changing your internal response. Wow. So, so powerful. We often forget how powerful essential oils and plant oils are, but when you explain it in such a clear yet scientific way, I think it brings it to life really beautifully. And I know lots of my listeners will use essential oils in some areas of their life, but I also know that many of them will have certain tinctures, certain dilutions, certain pure oils sort of in their house, but not really know which ones they should be using or how they should be using them. Do you have sort of, let's say, three essential oils, and they can be pure essential oils, so something like a lavender or a chamomile, that you think is just useful for everyone to have in their cupboard or in their home? And then I guess the second part of the question is then how would you recommend that people use them? 
Lavender is one of them, but it's interesting because lavender grown at higher altitudes, I think, is more powerful. I think it has to do with there's this plant property called um, polyphenols that basically are what the, the plants use to kind of protect themselves. And they, for example, kind of protect the sun or the plant from UV exposure. So higher altitudes, there are more polyphenols in the plants. And um, these are a kind of renowned antioxidants, anti-inflammatory properties. So if you can get a, a lavender grown organically at high altitude, that's amazing. And my favorite way to use lavender for a full body experience is in an Epsom salt bath. Mm. So my preferred recipe is two cups of Epsom salt, one cup of baking soda, which is alkalizing. And then you only need a small amount. I literally use maybe a drop or two, but What's important is I use the bathtub as a mixing bowl and mix in the lavender into the salt and Epsom salt before adding the water because then it doesn't float on top. But there's something about the heat which opens the pores. You know, our skin is our largest organ. And then the magnesium, which is relaxing. I feel like it carries it into the system in a different way. And you get kind of that full body relaxation in a way that, say, just applying it, you know, on your wrists or behind your ears doesn't quite do. Uh, the second one I would pick would be cypress because it's really good for um, the lungs, especially right now when everyone's concerned about respiratory issues. And I really like to apply it kind of on um, the clavicle acupuncture points. Like if you, uh, you know, just kind of feel between your um, throat and your heart the collarbone really. Mm -hmm. And the left side is really where the majority of the lymphatic tissue is and, and drains 75% of the lymph drains down the left side of the body. The lymph is your body's kind of sewage system. So even if you're not using an oil, just kind of stimulating under the collarbone on that left side. But if you can add cypress to that, I, I find that's really great for just supporting immunity. And then I love blue tansy which is grown in Morocco. It is an all-around all-star, but it's really great, especially for kind of helping to move emotions, release anger, frustration. It's kind of like the anti-stuck oil. Wow, they are amazing tips. And it's interesting because the first one you said where you do the Epsom salts with the lavender in the bath, I absolutely love that. And I do that myself, but I had never thought to put it in first and then add the water. I always add the water, then the Epsom salts, then the lavender. So that's a great tip. And I've learned a lot from that. But lavender for like, me, sorry, go go for it. Oh, no, no. It's like yoga, right? You yeah. think that you're doing a pose well, and then you make this minor adjustment oh, and you're yes. like, oh my God, that's like life changing. <laughs> It's, so it's the true. little tweaks. <laughs> it's so true. And that's why I'm delighted to have you on here today, because it just gives us those extra little tips about how we can use those oils that we all have at home. What's your favourite oil? Do you have one that you sort of go to and use every day for yourself? I use the parasympathetic blend, which is clove and lime, mm -hmm. uh, multiple times a day. That's my absolute favorite. And then my other favorite changes, I, I do feel like, you know how like sometimes at that time of month you crave chocolate because yep. you need magnesium yeah. or you might, if you're low in iron, crave a hamburger. Mm -hmm. So my other favorite changes, kind of depending on the season and what's happening with me, but blue tansy is probably my favorite for kind of clearing out stagnation. My daughter, whenever she's overwhelmed, I'm like, let's just use this. And it just seems to clear up kind of the stagnation, the congestion, like this, 
whatever's stuck, you know, like if you're ever trying to un- untangle yarn or something, you know, you just have to kind of loosen it up and then it becomes easier to untangle. I, I think that's what Blue Tansy does. That's amazing. And I love that you bring up just being a bit intuitive and changing what we need according to how we feel, what time of the month it is, but even what we're going through in our life. I think if we can get to a place where we can be quite intuitive, because I think it's so easy to always just want advice from other people, but actually there are certain scents and there are certain ways of using essential oils, which really suit one person, but another person may not feel that that's so beneficial and they might find a different oil or a different way of using it works. So do you sort of recommend to people to be quite intuitive? Oh, absolutely. You know, there's this interesting book called Radical Remission by Kelly Turner. She basically looked at, of all the cancer patients that were kind of set, sent home to die, those who completely recovered and what were they doing right? And so it distills out nine tips. Only three of them have to do with like food or supplements. But one of the big ones was follow your intuition, like trust yourself. Mm. And I think that's so important. I, I cringe whenever I hear people say like, oh, if you hate the way an oil smells, that means you need it. No. Would you ever eat anything <laughs> that, that smelled disgusting? Yeah. Absolutely not. Always, always, always trust your intuition and just know that it might change. Like frankincense to me, sometimes it smells amazing and sometimes it's just not what I'm craving, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's such wise words. And I know something which you talk about a lot are the five steps to regaining control of our health. Would you be able to talk us through those five steps? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I started my practice kind of being told that we're all bio-individual, everyone's different and unique. And I believed that until I started noticing these trends, that there were kind of, no matter who came in, no matter what symptoms they believed they had, there were five things that were always out of balance. I had a clinical nutritional practice before I found oils. And when, and I always kind of knew that there were these blind spots, these hard to reach, you know, just like if you're trying to scratch your back, mm-hmm. there's that certain spot that you can never get. And the brain was incredibly hard to access because the blood brain barrier prevents everything but super small fat soluble molecules from crossing. So this is why they can't do chemo in the brain. The molecules can't get through or why, you know, melatonin capsules don't always work. And I, I kind of had this aha moment of, wow. I can make oils that can kind of get those hard to reach spots. And those hard to reach spots are sleep. If you're not sleeping, it's really hard to heal. Shifting your nervous system into the parasympathetic gear, where all blood is routed towards digestion and detoxification, where the immune system turns on, inflammation turns off. Drainage. There's this big kind of blind spot with detoxification. Everyone starts, you know, taking milk thistle or dandelion root or drinking green juice. And so what they're doing is they're mobilizing the toxins. They're yelling fire in the movie theater. But what they're forgetting to do is to open the exit doors. So they're stirring things up. They're stirring up the hornet's nest, but there's really nowhere for these toxins to go. They're not leaving the body. So they're just getting redistributed, sometimes in worse places. So Oils are kind of amazing for helping to shepherd the toxins out of the body, specifically because you can, you know, topically apply them in kind of congested areas like the neck and actually anti-inflame, you know, anti-stagnant, increase movement and flow so that the bad things actually leave the body and the good things actually get in. 
Um, so that's a, a really big one and, and one that I think oils do better than anything. It's it's interesting. I, I'm constantly researching what other products are available. I have not found one other like lymph moving product that does not contain essential oils because they work so well in this category. Um, And then the final two are just the energy to heal. So in addition to the autonomic nervous system, the endocrine system is run kind of by the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis and the hypothalamus, it's the CEO of the endocrine system and it's basically uh, right next to the olfactory bulb. So Oils are a great way to return the hypothalamus to homeostasis. And then the final one is what most people know essential oils are good for, kind of immune modulation and calming inflammation. Wonderful. That's great. And I think they are five really important steps, not only for our body, but for our mind and very much related to what I teach as well for our face, because I mean, I'm such a believer that beauty starts within. So when we're looking after ourselves, when we're living more in that parasympathetic healing state, then this is how we look our best as well. You know, it really does start from the inside. And on that note, is there any particular essential oils which you think are wonderful for natural beauty and this may be that we actually directly apply to our skin but actually it can be related to what we're doing on the inside that then radiates out through our face in terms of wellness and health yeah so for topical application on the skin my two favorites are frankincense and lavender Mm -hmm. and it's fun sometimes to look at what part of the plant it comes from and what it does in the plant like Frankincense is really a resin, which means if you cut the tree, the resin is the natural band-aid, right? It's designed to repair the tree. So that's what it does on our skin. Lavender is actually kind of amazing. If you, uh, whenever I cook in the wok, like invariably oil splatters out and I just put lavender right on the skin. That's one that you don't need to be as, um, it's okay if you put it on meat undiluted. Mm-hmm. And for sunburns, I sometimes combine that with colloidal silver uh, cream And it's amazing. Like it flips a sunburn into a tan immediately. And then in terms of from the inside out, I find that whenever you support your drainage and detoxification, so your lymphatic system, your liver, your gallbladder, you know, toxins are supposed to flow from the cell to the lymph, to the blood, to the liver, to the gallbladder, to the gut, to the toilet. But if anything is blocked, it gets backed up into the blood. And it can't stay in the blood. So it's either forced out through the skin or through the kidneys. And you have like low back pain and frequent urination. So the more you can ensure that the toxins actually leave the body through the drainage pathways, the less likely you are to have rashes, hives, rosacea, acne, any of those things. Wonderful. I completely agree with all of that. And I think that is so, so interesting, but so powerful as well. And before we finish today's episode, I would love you to talk about two things, actually. Firstly, I would love to congratulate you on your second book, which has launched this week. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that. And then I'd really like us to finish just by you sharing your top tip for inner peace. So something which you do every day for yourself or something which you recommend to your clients just to stay peaceful in mind and body. Awesome. So the book is really, I mean, it's kind of funny. We live in Seattle, which is super rainy. So uh, when things were open on the weekends, we'd go to this big bookstore downtown and the kids would pick their kids book. And then I'd be looking in the 
health section kind of for a, a book that explained oils the way I was, you know, noticing they worked in my practice. And every week I, I wouldn't find it. And finally, my son said to me, Mom, I, I guess that just means you need to write it. And so my goal with this book is really to empower people with kind of clinical strategies for using oils. Like one thing that we didn't mention that I use all the time, I'm prone to anxiety. Different parts of your brain do different things. There's a whole branch of chiropractic called functional neurology, where they're looking at how you balance different hemispheres of the brain. Like the left brain um, is more the logical brain, happy brain, right brain is more of the rumorator. So the, and the forehead, the prefrontal cortex is really kind of the check and balance for all uh, anxiety and safety responses. So if the right frontal lobe, so right forehead is overactive, that is when you are more likely to feel anxious or have panic attacks. So the way to calm that is to stimulate the left frontal lobe balance the two hemispheres, and then you don't feel anxious. So the easiest way to do that is to literally smell anything through your left nostril. You know, just like alternate nostril breathing, use your right thumb, plug your right nostril, smell something through your left nostril. It stimulates the left frontal lobe, balances the two hemispheres, calms anxiety. That can be any oil in your house. It doesn't matter which one you use because they're all doing the same thing. So that's, it's that kind of stuff that like people are using oils. They don't really know how to use oils. I kind of want to come back from the trenches and say, this is what's really working so that people have more tools and are more empowered to use oils in ways that they see immediate results. Amazing. I love that tip to cover the right nostril and just to take a few breaths of the essential oil with the left nostril. It makes so much sense. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm going to be including that in my routine for sure. Yeah. And you know, it just like stresses are additive and cumulative, like healing is additive and cumulative. Like think of yeah. when you started yoga, you know, maybe you couldn't touch your toes, you know, maybe your hips were really tight. And the more that you progress, the easier and easier it gets. Yeah. I, I used to have probably like four panic attacks a day. And now I can go a whole month without wow. having it. Wow, that's a big, big step. And would you say a lot of that is down to essential oils or lifestyle change in general? I think it's a combination of everything, but mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I guess I would really equate it to like, you know, building muscle and, mm -hmm. and building neuronal pathways. Like, you know, just like yoga, you know, we all remember when we first started and we were like, that was so hard. And now it's hard in a different way because we can choose yeah. to kind of um, go deeper or, or push ourselves harder, but it, we can also kind of slack a little bit because we've gotten used to it. So it's just kind of rewiring your brain. So what I do daily, um, I have a dog. I'm a big fan of movement. Um, I walk him twice a day. I do a gratitude practice and I try to do yoga every day. And I think it's, it's really just movement and mindfulness. It is. Absolutely. I completely, completely agree. Now, Jody, if people would like to hear more about your new book, but also to learn more and purchase your amazing oils, could you tell us a little bit about where they can get those from? 
Yeah, I actually have a free bonus chapter on the parasympathetic, how to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, you know, that includes a detailed explanation of why oils work along with 24 other strategies that you can grab at boostthebrainbook.com and then slash gift, boostthebrainbook.com slash gift. And then if they want to learn more about the oils, they can find me at vibrant, V-I-B-R-A-N-T, blueoils.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Jody. You have been an amazing guest and I know that everyone will appreciate your advice and be putting it into practice straight away. So lots, lots of gratitude to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.